0: Asia Tech Podcast. Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. We are live. This is Pitch Tech Asia. Graham Brown. I am with Rajat Singhania, the founder of SocioRec. Rajat, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Graham.
0: It's good to have you here. Where are you in the world today, Rajat?
1: Uh, well, I'm based out of Vadodara in Gujarat on the west coast of India.
0: Excellent. Okay, so let's talk about Sociorec, your startup. I want to talk about the story of that and also your backstory, how you got to start this business. Um, We'll look at the pitch deck. We'll look at the journey of your startup, the problem that you're solving, the solution, and so on. Um, Now, Sociorec is, what, two and a half years old now, so it's not new in the game. Maybe we can put that on the table first. Can you describe to us what Sociorec is?
1: Well, uh, Sociorack has multiple parts to it, but in a sense, it's a 360 degree solution for managing all your information from any and every source at one secured platform in a simple and structured way, which can be used by any stakeholder who has been given access and it becomes a one-point solution for all your information management and communication and collaboration.
0: Okay. So it's a platform to store information about you as an individual. Um, to, to solve what problem? Maybe, I mean, you've got this in your pitch deck. If I can just jump forward. If we can look at the second slide in the pitch deck, this is the actual yes. problem that you have. So always great to start with the problem. What is the problem that you're trying to solve?
1: Well, uh, today, the most common problem all of us suffer from is something which is known as digital data overload. Now, there was a time business worked on traditional papers, then there were computers, then there were emails, then now everything has moved on the mobile platform. Everything works through different apps, social media channels, emails, chat platforms, browsers, everything is happening on the mobile device. Uh, The studies indicate the average global user uses a smartphone five hours a day. And a significant part of the time is either reading information, sharing, and all. so much data is happening on the mobile device, it's a pain to manage it.
0: Mm.
1: So we are giving an easy way to make sure you stay on top of all the information which matters to you. Okay. Now, a lot of it is fluid, but we give you a way to manage what makes a difference in your life.
0: Excellent. We'll talk about the solution in a minute. Maybe we can sort of drill down a bit into the problem, right? You talk about the average user using the smartphone five hours a day, and we're generating a lot of data personally. But how is that a problem? I mean, how does it actually manifest as a problem for me using my smartphone on a daily basis? I mean, I'm not sort of, I don't have in front of me a data management problem. How does that actually manifest in terms of usability or frustrations?
1: Sure. Now, a typical situation for the average smartphone user is dealing with information on multiple platforms. Hmm. So you could have uh, things you have browsed on the browser, things you have received on emails, things you have conversed with somebody on a business conversation platform, Reminders scheduled on another platform, calendars on another platform, uh, and so on and so forth. Notes taken on a separate platform. Now, finding the required information when you really need it is what we are optimizing because that's the time where it becomes a challenge to find the information Mm. because there is no easy way to find information across the multiple channels where you store information depending on the use case. Okay. So we are,
0: yeah. So tell me, how how did this come about? How did you come up with the idea from this? Was this like a personal pain point, frustration, or was it a conversation that you had with somebody that was the genesis of Sociorec?
1: Sure. So well, this uh, uh, this uh, came about from a personal pain point I suffered uh, about three years ago. Mm -hmm. Got a huge business opportunity, lost that because. We, uh, when I went back to find the information, I could not find it. I could not remember which cha- which platform it was on. I had marked it, flagged it, I had starred it as the options available. Now, I, uh, the thing is, you would always remember what's important for you, but it's not humanly possible to remember where you read it or where you saved it. So which is why we set about creating a solution by which you can in one click save any information from any platform into a central knowledge depository which is your space and it will work in a simple structured and secured manner.
0: Okay so before we look at the the platform and the the technicals behind that you, you mentioned an interesting story that you have you had a business opportunity but you lost it because you didn't have the information to hand care to share what the opportunity was?
1: Uh, Well, it was an invitation uh, for a tender, an RFP, Mm. where we had to submit, we we had qualified for a big uh, uh, customer requirement and we needed to submit our company credentials and details in a time limit. And when I went back to try and find it, it was lost in all the digital channels and it was not possible to find it because the current channels are not exactly optimized to find the ch- uh, the information in the best way possible. Mm.
0: Yeah, and very frustrating as well, and something which cost you financially as well, I suppose, as well as you yes. kicking yourself for uh, you know, weeks, if not months afterwards. So let's talk about the platform itself, SocialRack. So if we can go back into the pitch deck, maybe we'll mm-hmm. look at the uh, slides. So we're gonna have a look at, if we look at slide three, um, this is the vision and the mission this sort of gives us a bit of an understanding of the market you operate in and then in slide four we've got like a breakdown of the key features of this platform so rajat you've already described what it is so with one click you can store information in a a lake of data if you like about you personally how does this actually work can you talk us through and maybe some of the use cases as well
1: sure so okay so uh Taking reference to slide four, so uh, Social Rack has about six different components or six different functions. So one is the uh, function of saving content. Mm. Then it's searching content with uh, breaking down the barriers between different products. Then it is sharing that same content from the same platform without going to a second platform. So you end up creating your own community there. Managing the content in a structure with multiple identifiers, collaborating, uh, uh, like working on the go without depending on laptops and mobiles. And lastly, security, access control. Mm-hmm. So those are the six components which make up the DNA of Rack. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of use cases, uh, so let me let me just take a minute to explain that socialrack as a single integrated product replaces Uh, the functions of six different product categories. The first being cloud storage, note-taking, which could be uh, by global leaders like Evernote, etc. Business communication, which could be any uh, chat platform, read-it-later products where you keep links of stuff you want to read later, the native reminders or calendars on your uh, mobile devices, so those six product functions can be done seamlessly in one integrated platform, which is Socialrack hmm. So in, term, in terms of use cases, the biggest use case, uh, I will go, uh, get into the innovations or how we are different on later, but the biggest use case is currently every business users uses between four to six out of these products. And they keep uh, having to jump from one platform to the other to find information, even if it's related to one customer or one employee or one contract, information is at multiple places. So we are optimizing that process by bringing it all at one secure place, keeping the functionality and the security. So that is our biggest uh, USP in addition to other USPs.
0: Okay, so tell me, how did you use SocioRack personally today as an example?
1: Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get that gram.
0: So you? just help illustrate a case study for us. How how did you Raja use Socrack today for your own personal business use?
1: Sure. So let's say I I am de- I am dealing with a customer X. Now normally when I have a meeting with the customer I would create a notes of the meeting which would be either paper notes or I would use something like Evernote to keep notes of what transpired in the meeting minutes of meeting. Now I prepare a presentation to showcase my product to the customer, which I would either save on my local uh, computer or my cloud storage. I would uh, look up about the customer to figure out what they need and save details from browser as uh, read it later products, you know, links or et cetera. And then I would probably communicate with my contact in the uh, customer through email or through Slack or WhatsApp. To schedule a meeting or uh, get some additional information of what they actually need and I would put a reminder when to follow up with the customer on the reminder app and finally when I get a meeting confirmation I would put it on my calendar so if you see I have used six different products in my journey just to manage one customer Mm. now it doesn't stop there now later if I want to find all this information from those six different channels Looking up that information across all those channels, I would spend a good amount of 20 to 30 minutes to find it mm. if I'm lucky to find it when I need, really need it. Mm. Social Rack helps you find it instantly, less than five seconds. Okay. And not to mention the enhanced security features, which I can elaborate later.
0: And does it replace those, those platforms or does it integrate with them? So, for example, Evernote, very popular note-taking app. Does it therefore mean that I don't need Evernote anymore? Would I just go straight into SocioRack and make my notes? How would that work? I'm saying that because I use Evernote a lot. Our team uses Evernote. How would SocioRack come into play here?
1: Sure. So on one part, it integrates with all those platforms which you're using currently. So you don't need to uh, stop using them on day one. You can uh, transition at your own pace. Uh, in terms of cloud storage, we are not here to sell cloud storage. We are a tech platform. So for cloud storage, we would always be an enhancement because uh, we would be ultimately uh, tying up with one of the cloud storage majors. So cloud storage would always be an enhancement, but the others, the user have has a choice whether to uh, integrate or to replace. Mm.
0: And how would it integrate with Evernote? Can you just walk me through that? Because I'm very curious as an Evernote user, how that would work.
1: Okay, so let me get back to a little basic functionality. Now, Evernote is a great product. I've been an Evernote user uh, for about nine years myself before I got into making this product. Now, Evernote uh, takes care of about one one part of the problem, which is about 30, 35% of what Sociorack does. Mm. It is great for taking notes, but uh, it starts and finishes there, you know, because if I have to share notes, I need to use on a second platform, which is email, or i would have to use another chat platform if i need to save files then evernote is not the best solution so if i need to create reminders out of those notes or if i have to you know manage them so there are limitations which evernote offers it's very good in what it does note taking which is where it's concentrated one part hmm. so we where we are different is besides giving you the ability to create notes on uh, you know like evernote We also have the inherent capability on our platform to convert them into reminders, calendar events, share it with other stakeholders in your intranet or as business communication. It's all happening at one place without going out, taking care of security, which is a major issue the moment you go cross-platform and you're porting data from one to another. Security is a big problem.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. We'll, We'll get to the security in a minute. The um, talking about Evernote, for example, it does have reminder function built into it, but the reminder function is pretty poor by comparison to other platforms out yeah. there. And they they deliberately set out, look, we don't want to create a you know a workflow management or a reminder or task based app. So they've sort of you know deliberately gone out with that, but they still have it in there. But it's you know pretty weak. So you're left with this sort of shortfall of having to then set different reminders like on Google Calendar and then use Evernote and it gets quite messy, doesn't it? So yes, what you're saying is you take the content from these platforms and you sync it up together through SocioRack. Is that right, as I understand? Yeah.
1: Yes, and uh, uh, that, is, that is what I'm trying to say. And additionally, let me uh, just take a minute to tell you about our the foundation of our product. When I mentioned about my pain point, how, how I solved that, is we have uh, done an innovation on which we have patents filed by which any information you're reading on any platform, we give you a one-click save option to save that information directly onto rack from any app, any screen on your Android device. Mm. And for iOS, it's about two clicks because for iOS, we had to do a swipe down. So basically what I'm trying to say is, for if I have to get anything into a product like Evernote, my only option is either typing or a copy paste. In Social Rack, we are trying to remove the need of a screenshot or copy paste uh, because we find that very inefficient ways of uh, managing content as we progress. When they came out as technologies, they were the best options. But the world has progressed and we are still using very dated options of screenshot and copy paste for managing our data. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you a one-click save on your screen to just save data whenever, wherever you need it.
0: Okay. Um Tell us a little bit about the security side as well, because, I mean, you know, once we're in the game of generating a lot of personal data. Okay. Like... So, Go so on the, sec-
1: on the security side, we obviously have the basic 256 bit, which every product has, uh, whether it's Evernote, uh, Slack, like everybody. Mm. So I will not talk about that. I will talk about the additional security, which we have. So firstly, we are the only company we, because we are not here to sell cloud storage, we give businesses the option to save the data on their own cloud public or private cloud server. Because we are the tech platform. We we are giving the technology to manage it. So you can save it on your server. That is number one. Number two, we have two level pin access. One at the app level. So even if your device is unlocked, the data is not uh, uh, viewable. Secondly, at folder level, we have hidden and locked folders. Now, needless to mention, the entire data set is encrypted and is not viewable on the mobile level by even connecting your mobile to a computer. Mm -hmm. So all the data is only viewable by decryption through the app. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, additional. Next, normally uh, when you email or send a file to anybody through any kind of platform, the data becomes the recipient's and they can use it any way they want. On Social Rec, you get access to the data, whether you're online or if you're even if you're offline, and the sender can withdraw it at any time so you are, and can restrict you from sharing it. So you have viewing rights of the data with you, but not sharing rights. Now, I'm sure many of these things are available on computers on a secure space, but these things are not available on mobile devices. Mm. And you only have some of these options on an MDN situation, but there your phone becomes useless because you lose the control of your device when you have an MDN. So that's where we are trying uh, differentiating that without losing control of your device, you can still have very high level of data security. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we have done something very interesting for data authenticity. Normally if you have an email or a text message, which you, are forwarding to someone else. You can edit it or change it. As a result, the recipient doesn't know if this was the original message or an edited one. So we have given an option known as a a locked note. So if the sender locks the note, then nobody can change or edit it no no matter how many times it's forwarded within the social network. So we have taken care of data authenticity and you don't need the locked PDFs or the digital signatures. It's an easy way to ensure data authenticity.
0: Okay, so maybe we can put this into a bit of context now, Raja, and talk about where you are in the Social Rack journey. So you started in 2016. Tell us, until now, how you funded it. Tell us about your users, um, you know, also your business model as well. So any kind of numbers that you can share with us would be great.
1: Sure. So, uh, well, we started uh, the concept in 2016. We had a basic prototype of our foundation by end of 2016. And we went uh, beta live with our complete product early 2018, April 2018 to be precise. Mm. And uh, we went commercial uh, December 2018. So we've been around for three years, but uh, we've been commercial. We're a fairly new company that way. We are not funded. We are completely bootstrapped. Uh, now, uh, earlier you had asked. I bring about 28 years of experience to the business. Uh, to this business, I've been in about three businesses earlier. Mm. So I have been uh, working with computers and technology for about 35 years now. And in terms of uh, uh, the actual businesses, I've worked with retail distribution uh, for a uh, for an infrastructure major company and created multiple uh, retail sale points. And uh, also i worked with IT services company uh, creating uh, with customers in the US and Canada. I've done that for about 20 years. The retail distribution I've done for about 24 years. So that's what I bring to the table. I have a CTO who brings about 12 years experience to the table in terms of technologies and uh, the algorithms uh, to make sure that we are able to achieve what we are try- uh, what we set out to achieve. And uh, now in terms of customers, we have about four and a half thousand downloads and about 400 uh, regular users who are using our product. Uh, we are in the process of creating a channel partner network. We've already got about three people who've signed up in the last two months uh, since we started doing this. And we've been talking to mid and big size corporations and uh, they have liked the product. and. Uh, uh, the talks are on. they're hot and live, and uh, we expect to have significant traction in the next three months,
0: okay, so you say you had four thousand um, downloads, four hundred regular users. are those paid users?
1: Uh, um, no uh, they are uh, some uh, about two hundred of them are committed to pay in the second half of April
0: right to, what April. does that mean Do that they're, they're sort of onboarded as free users for uh, well,
1: we've been when we took them on, we told them that they will get X amount free, and then they would yeah. have to pay for it.
0: Okay, and and how much? do, what, what's the sort of the the charging model? How much do people pay to use social? Okay. Rep-
1: yeah, we are a SaaS model. Yeah, uh, where it is uh, four dollars per user per month, or fifty dollars a year. It's actually five dollars a month, and annual charges are fifty dollars. Yeah, but it's a it's a twenty user pack, so it's a thousand dollar ticket.
0: Right. Okay. So. Um, they have to buy it for their whole organization as 20 users, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, minimum 20 users yeah. for uh, for the year. And just to tell you in perspective, uh, uh, Evernote, since we've been talking about Evernote and even Slack, they charge $120 per user per year.
0: Yeah, okay. And how are you actively selling this? What are your channels? Are you out there knocking on doors? Um, do you have resellers? How do you get it into people's hands?
1: Well, um, we obviously, we're doing some direct sales. We are do- doing through resellers. And, and uh, we are initially targeting the B2B uh, customers. And that also for a, per- a few are uh, identified target segments uh, like banks and finance, uh, pharmaceuticals, education government, telecommunications, healthcare. Basically, anybody who has a lot of information, decently big team sizes, multiple locations.
0: Hmm. Okay,
1: I I forgot to mention on the the security side, we have one or two other interesting tweaks, if I can mention that. Now, another challenge which businesses face, uh, once a user leaves, the data gets lost. Mm. So, social act gives the option to instantly remotely delete all the data from the user's device. Not only that, it can be ported to a new user. So, no, we're not only talking about cloud storage; we're talking about meeting notes, we're talking about calendar events, reminders, and we're not talking about the person's personal data. This is only business data. Right. So we take we take care of all the KPI management, which is a challenge for every organization.
0: Yeah. And obviously, any organisation where employees leave, that's going to be a real issue, isn't it? That trying to unpick the data, which is theirs, and also which is the employees' personal data as well. Um,
1: now, okay. So the social rack has two two different uh, segments. It's like uh, it's like two products in one. Yeah. So you have your you have your personal space, which is your personal data, which is your control, And then you have the enterprise space, which is the enterprise data controlled by the enterprise admin.
0: Mm. Okay, so as a user, I have my. So I understand there's there's quite a clear delineation of my data and the company's data as well. So if I'm storing stuff, I know which bucket I'm putting it in.
1: Yes. So if you store anything in your space, the enterprise cannot do anything about it. Mm. But anything saved in the company space. It's their their data, their control.
0: Yeah. Okay. And where do you go from here in terms of um, growing the business? You say, for example, that you have 200 um, uh, users who are committed to paying when they switch to the paid model. Um, what is your plan to expand? How, how are you going to go about doing that?
1: Well, uh, we are here to uh, create a network of at least uh, 15 partners over the next Three to four months, and add customers. We have kept an internal target uh, of uh, about thirty thousand users by March of next year, mm. and uh, revenues uh, three quarter of a million dollars is what we are targeting to achieve uh, by then through these users. So uh, we've been getting a good response. So now the only question is of. Uh, getting it out there and converting uh, the responses uh, to sales and to generating new leads. So, the usual uh, business cycles. Yeah. Uh, the validation has happened. So, that is not a uh, problem anymore, but it's just the uh, walking the journey, running the journey rather.
0: Yeah. And how is that in uh, your sort of geographical focus you're you're obviously based in a certain part of India out there in the um, where would you focus your sales is it locally is it India um, what about the international sure. market as well
1: so, so well our uh, obviously the first focus for the first uh, few months would be locally India just to keep uh, make it more manageable but then the second market would be Singapore Hong Kong region followed by U.S. Canada. Hmm. So uh, we hope to uh, reach all these places with by uh, at least uh, by the end of the first year, if not earlier. So depending on how soon we find the correct partners joining us and uh, being willing to take this to other uh, customers. Uh, we are already looking for active partners in the Singapore region and in the U.S. region. I already have a strategic uh, advisor on board both in Hong Kong, uh, both in Singapore and the U.S., who are helping us identify partners in those regions who could come on board for driving sales in these regions.
0: So what, what would a, a strategic partner look like?
1: A str- strategic partners are uh, people who've been advising us on the product journey plus the strategy to be adopted to get, uh, uh, which will be in uh, most beneficial for us in our product, uh, the journey of our startup. So we have uh, one based out of and one uh, based out of U.S. uh, methane. So they have been uh, providing a lot of value in terms of uh, telling us what could be the better options or better ways to go solve various day-to-day problems.
0: Mm. And then on the other side, the channel partners, the the partners who can help resell this, um, what would they look like?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. So, uh, so
0: strategic partners going to help you identify local partners who can help you sell. So, Chirac, what would those local partners look like?
1: Oh yes, yeah. so the, the local partners are the ones who would be actually driving the sales. Yeah, because uh, they are the ones who would have the connects or the relationships with the with the various uh, customers, the B two B segment. So they are the ones because uh, we cannot reach everywhere. We need feet on the ground we need either more sales people or sales partners so we are going on the partnership model as of now we would be having our own people also at various places but depends on uh, based on how fast we grow and expand and where we get more traction
0: yeah well, what would those partners be i'm trying to um, visualize it because oh. there, there may be people who are listening to this thing yeah that's us so okay
1: okay the profile of the partners Yeah, so they could be people selling uh, software solutions, Mm. hardware solutions. Uh, They could be advisors, consultants, strategists, people who help businesses optimize. So any of those profiles, because basically uh, our solution, end of the day, helps people save time and money and manage everything in a better way in a secure platform. So anybody who's uh, in any kind of advisory role to the businesses, Mm. Hmm. Or a, or he's an approved vendor for a business, Yeah, would be an ideal partner.
0: Okay, understood. Good to know. So from here on inwards, I mean, you've obviously talked about growing the user base, identifying local partners who can help sell in Social Rack to organizations. Where are you now with your company journey? Are you, I know you've bootstrapped until now are you going to continue to bootstrap are you raising funds also are you hiring you know where are you going to get your talent from as well so the first step fundraising are you fundraising or are you bootstrapping it still
1: well uh, we were not raising till two months ago now we are looking to raise uh, a a angel round or a pre-series round whatever you want to call it yeah which uh, which uh, we are looking to raise in the re- uh, region of half a million to a million dollars is what we are looking to raise immediately.
0: Okay. And so, So, yep.
1: That would be more of a strategic race to be followed by another raise 12 to 15 months down the road. But what we are looking to raise immediately is in that region.
0: Okay. Are you in talks at the moment with, I mean, obviously you don't have to share with who, but have you started the raise? Is the round open? And bear in mind, this is recorded in March, 2019. So if somebody is listening to this, Later yeah, on, so, things can change.
1: So, we well, we took part in a couple of trade shows a month ago. So we did get some interest for some people. So we are talking to two or three people, but uh, we are open to op- options and opportunities. Uh, and we are look forward to talk to other people as well. Yeah, And we would definitely uh, would like to talk to any potential investors in the APAC regions, whether they're based in Singapore, or Hong Kong, anywhere we are definitely open to that
0: okay and for example um and i have to ask the question because they're going to ask this question if you're raising funds from singapore are you going to have a presence in singapore
1: well very interesting we are we have been sitting on the fence for the last few months on deciding whether to incorporate in singapore vis- versus the us we are definitely not going to be staying in india Hmm. for long we started from India and India would always be the place we started and we'll always have a connect but for the greater good of the company and the product we would be incorporating out of Singapore or US depending on um, where we get the right uh, things going my first choice is Singapore which is why I uh, uh, we we connected and this would be my preferred option between the two
0: Okay, well it's good to know. I mean it's good that you've considered this and thought it through because an investor's gonna ask you this, isn't it? And the fact obviously it's gonna be dependent on where the investment comes from, but it's not a show stopper for you, is it? You have considered it, it's an option. If it meant moving to Singapore to secure investment, then that for you and your team is a realistic option. And there's certainly investors here, but they they would be very doubtful of investing in a company in india from singapore for example just because you know
1: no, what- uh, okay let, let me correct that now the plan is to have the main holding company the the, the opera- shifting the operations the indian operations will remain as the development se- uh, center yeah for the back-end tech team and the development team so we would not be asking them to invest in an indian company with an office in singapore just, I'm just trying to address the concern. Yes. The plan is to have the main operations out of Singapore or U.S. And yeah. the Indian operations will be the back-end tech team, the back-office team.
0: Yep, that's the best way to do it. Have a SYNCO, and that's where the investors will put their money and have your operations yeah. in India. It makes sense. And what about your timeline for this? What Can you tell us a little bit about You know, um, how long you're going to be fundraising? Um if you're coming to Singapore as well, I mean, are you, are you making any preliminary visits here and any other plans you have in the future with sort of launches and so on, Roger?
1: Well, I do visit Singapore regularly because, like I said, we have a partner there and we have been uh, discussing a lot of opportunities there. So I was there, in fact, in November, October or November last year, and I should be there sometime in May or June this year again. So Depending on need, it's, uh, Singapore is not that far away. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an overnight flight to reach there. So it's okay. not really a huge problem to come in, depending on the need. And since it is my preferred uh, target destination, so I would look forward to come down to Singapore as and when required so that we can uh, make things happen.
0: Excellent. And on top of that as well, understand a little bit about any kind of product launches that you've come uh, or on your timeline um, or any sort of like major releases that we need to know about
1: uh, I'm sorry I didn't get that you, I'm sorry. okay so
0: what about your your product timeline I know you said earlier that you had users which you were onboarding who are going to pay very soon um, yes do you have I mean your product is live it's out there in the market when will people be able to pay for it um, and is it the final version of the product? I know it's always going to be updated, but is it the, the main public sure. live version of the product that's out?
1: So so uh, the current phase for the product is already complete and live. Of course, we have a team at the back end. We are doing continuous innovation, adding more things, and that would keep happening on an ongoing basis. Uh, we have a product roadmap journey for the next 12 months uh, with various pl- things we plan to add. We have AI coming in. We have blockchain coming in. We have uh, voice uh, coming in. Uh, there are a lot of things. We even have uh, geofencing coming in for another enhancement to data security that geofence data access. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of things coming in, a lot of innovative stuff coming in. So uh, the, it's not that it stagnates and it stops. But now uh, we, uh, we are... Con- uh, so basically, earlier, the focus was only on the product development. Now the focus is on sales scale up the product development is happening on the background and we would be rolling out regular updates every every quarter or so with new features new enhancements so that would keep happening
0: okay great and if you're going to talk to an investor what kind of expertise Any vertical sector specialization, any kind of background that you'd want them to bring as well? Because obviously, there's plenty of money out there at the moment. It's not difficult securing investment. The challenge is finding the smart money. So is there any um, extra level of expertise or skill that you'd want an investor to bring?
1: Well, uh, definitely, I would prefer to have an investor who works in the B2B space, SaaS products. And who uh, uh, like wants to deal with tech products because we are a tech product. A lot of the investors today prefer going only the AI and blockchain way. Well, we have that coming on the platform, but it's not there today. But uh, we do bring uh, value to the chain by helping people optimize and manage their current stuff in a much better way. So somebody who understands B two B SaaS technology would be like the ideal fit for us.
0: Mm. Okay, fantastic. Roger, um, thank you so much for sharing um, your vision and your journey for Social Iraq with us today. For those people that are listening, potential investors, potential hires, potential partners, anybody in that space or people also maybe just interested in the journey of Social Iraq, what is the most effective way for them to contact you?
1: Well, uh, for anybody to contact me uh, through a uh, through website or uh, that's the uh, one way or through my email ID, which if uh, you can, uh, I think a website would be the best way. Otherwise, you can you can feel free to share my email ID as yeah. well with people you'd want, like to share it with.
0: Okay. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. Excellent. Rajat Singhania, everybody, the um, founder of Sociorack and um we'll put all the details in the show notes as we have discussed and as well it may be paying a visit to singapore very soon bear in mind that this may um be an archived recording as well so if you're interested in what he's doing and want to learn more about that and where they are on the journey and how things have changed and evolved since we've had this conversation feel free to reach out and also you know if you are in singapore and Raja is in Singapore at the same time, then, you know, make a connection. Reach out for a coffee and find out, you know, what his plans are for SocioRec as well. Raja, thank you so much for sharing today. Um, we'll put all your details on the Pitch Deck Asia website so people can listen to the audio and also watch the video of that. And, um, yeah, all the best with your journey. Hopefully, it all goes in the right direction, upwards from here. And, um, you know, now that you're looking to expand on a geographical basis as well. The challenge steps up a gear as well. So we wish you all the best from the team here at Pitch Tech Asia. Rajat, thank you so much for today.
1: Thank you, Graham. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.